Ons gaan, um, ons gaan begin met vanavond, so, so ding is jylle recht al voor is jylle, ok? Um, en uh, soos beloof, het ons een bykie van een gas wat ons vanavond join, uh, wat my net bykie gaan uithelp. Um, jylle um, het, het die persoon, baie van jylle het die persoon al ontmoet, um, so jylle sal hulle ken, en die van jylle wat uh, hulle nog nie ontmoet het nie. Um, ja, awesome, awesome persoon, uh, ons is nou vir tykie vriende en um, ek denk hulle het verskrikkelijk baie weisheid in hulle. Um, Etien sê, ja, uh, ek bly my paaswoord ook vergeet. Um, Byron, ek sien jy is by ons, dankie dat jy vir, uh, vanavond weer ons enjoy, waardeer het. Uh, alright, cool, kom ons begin. Ek gaan net gauw um, hier so uh, invite stuur um, na ons gast toe. En... Um, dan vat ons dit van daar af. Hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks for being with No, lekker, lekker. Good to have you with us. Thank you for, for tuning in. Thank you for joining us tonight. I really appreciate it. It's been awesome. It's great to be here. And yes, I do right. agree. Like, Passwords are very hard to remember, and like it's, uh-huh. it's oh. just what we do. It's what we do. Uh, okay, fine, whatever. Maybe, maybe I'm just old because I I take notes of every like I have a folder on my laptop with all my po- You know what? Maybe I don't have that folder. Let's just stop that conversation here. Um, I don't want to give myself away. But you know what? I'm going to, uh, Caitlin, danke dat jy vanavond, Sebastian, danke dat jy ons ook join, of uh, Sebastian, ek weet nie, is dat soos die krap, like Sebastian, it doesn't matter. Anyway, let's get into this. I'm going to jump straight into the first question we have for tonight, which is, why do we date? Now, how this will work is I will give my five cents on that. And um, Deneo, if you can, then maybe just weigh in, uh, you'll give your opinion on this as well. Um, all right. So for me, um, those of you who tuned in last week, maybe you you have already had this question answered. For me, the... the um, Last week, we spoke about the purpose of dating. We just briefly touched on it. And uh, we spoke about the, the origin of it where, did it, where did it come from, and why does the Bible not say much or anything really about dating? Uh, like there's no specific uh, verse or passage in, in Scripture 
that that's dedicated only to dating. Now, the concept of dating is a fairly new idea. So the, the answer is fairly simple. Dating just didn't exist in biblical times. They they didn't have like net, Netflix and chill or whatever. They they had arranged relationships or arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. So that's why the Bible doesn't say much uh, about dating per se, but it does talk a lot about having healthy relationships and it gives us some really cool and good principles and guidelines as to how to be successful in uh, our dating uh, uh, and, and our relationships that, that we have. Then another thing that I just want to mention quickly on this question, why do we, why do we date before I give over to Deneo is according to me, there is only one purpose for dating. Um, or at least only one legitimate purpose, according to me, for dating someone. And that is to see whether or not that person could be a, a suitable partner for marriage. If if that is not your intention, according to me, then, you know, maybe if, if you're not dating to see whether or not that person is the person you want to marry, then you might want to think about why you're doing that. Um, I, I think, in my opinion, dating without the intention of getting married. I'm not saying if you date someone, you have to marry them, but without it at least being the intention, the, the agenda behind why you do it. Uh, that's kind of like, like doing cocaine. Like it's, you know, it's fun for a little while uh, while you're on the high and, and everything is great. And it seems like you're on top of the world and you're, you're invincible and you're unstoppable, but eventually you will come down and you will crash and burn and you will get hurt. And I think that's what, to me, if you're saying, well, Herman, you know what? I don't really want to get married. I'm not really into getting married. Then that's fine. You don't have to be. But then don't date because uh, you're, you're putting yourself in a position uh, where you're going to get compromised and you're, you're going to get hurt. So anyway, that's my five cent. Dineo, what do you think on, on the question of why, why do we date? What is the point of dating? You know, the word that keeps coming into my head at the moment is courtship. People don't do that anymore. And that's like a very old school terminology where the guy, he sees a beautiful girl and he chases after her. So courtship is no longer done in our day and age. It's just, oh, you're cute. Can I have your Instagram account? Can I have your Facebook account? Um, See how things go, testing the waters. But courtship is not really there anymore. And I think that is something that's missing in the realm of dating, like the chase. <clears throat> Females love Absolutely. to be chased. They want to know that they are appreciated. And some of the ladies on um, on Instagram now can let me know. Oh, do you do you want to be chased? Do you want that that desire of oh, okay, when you first wake up in the morning after you read your Bible, of course. Um, is he going to text me? Is he going to say, hey, good morning, how are you? Yeah. That sense of court, courtingship, if that's even a word, doesn't exist anymore. And I find that really, really sad. And dating has Absolutely. changed dramatically over the years. It's just a, how can I say, hi, hi, bye, thank you, it was great to know you. Let's jump on to the next one because you don't meet the criteria that I thought you had and what I was looking for. So yeah. dating is, sometimes it's almost like testing a car to see if that's the car you want to buy. And if you don't mm. like it, you jump onto the next one. And then after you are okay with that car for about like three months, six months, and you don't like it again, and then you test another car. So like dating for me has really, really 
lost its its beauty, if you can put it that way. Yeah. I'm not sure if you if you see it that way, and if the the people on um, Instagram agree with me. Yeah, well, maybe maybe let's let's just have a, a quick vote. Let's uh, if you can just uh, if you're tuning in and um, uh, if, if you agree with what what Deneo just said about about dating and the whole, um, especially the, the woman, the whole chase, you know, um, there being a, a sense of commitment uh, to the to each other and not just about the the what you can get out of the relationship. If you agree with that, just send just send a thumbs up so we can see. Uh, if that's your understanding about dating as well, um, or just let us know in the comments, what do you think? What, what is dating to you? Um, so let's, let's have a bit of a chat um, and then we'll see what happens. Now there's a, there's a big thumbs up. Yes, 100%. <laughs> yes, yes mm. I'm not the only one that is so missing in today's day and age, courting ship. And like, okay, maybe I'm a little bit old school, but I don't want to give my age away, but like, even going to the parents and saying, um, is it okay if I date your daughter? Can I show the seriousness of what I want in this relationship? It's not, you know, a two-minute noodle. It's actually a roasted lamb. I actually want to invest my time. <laughs> <laughs> well, well said. Really well said. And I'm also hungry now. Um, just uh, <laughs> before we move on, I, I think I think we've covered uh, this question. I think... Um, that makes sense what we're saying before we move on. I, I was just thinking, uh, let us know in the comments, uh, seeing as Deneo brought it up now, what do you think is Deneo's age? You know, let's, let's have a bit of, oh, a, what, what is Deneo's <laughs> age? What do you guys think? How old do you think Deneo is? Let's see. <laughs> come on. Let's see. Oh, come on, guys. Be nice. Be nice. They're too, they're too shy now. They're scared. They don't have to be scared. Like, I mean, I'm not embarrassed about my age, but I do remember, like, witnessing, even listening to my grandparents and how they used to date and the whole courting ship and even there was a series not so long ago. 23, I love you guys. 19, oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> She's lying. It's filters. It's all just filters. <laughs> There's um, no filters on here. This is <laughs> All right, cool. Close you know, enough, close enough. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on. So, um, one of the questions that came in, and I think this is a really good question, so whoever asked the question, well done to you. Um, the question is, what is my opinion on long-distance relationships? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, um, Danae, if you're okay with it, um, or you know what, let, let me first hear what you have to say on this, uh, your take on long-distance relationships and, and some of the challenges that might come with that, and how does long-distance relationships differ from uh, a normal but close range relationships. Yo, that's actually quite tough because I've been in a long distance relationship and it's hard. Like it's, mm. it's not very easy. And I think when you are in a long distance relationship, the temptation to cheat is so much greater than if mm. it's in close proximity. And the challenge is, when it comes to long distance relationship, there has to be a lot of trust in that relationship. That is yeah. what you need 
to make that relationship work because you're not in the same region, you're not in the same city, so you don't know what that person is up to, but you need to trust that whatever that person is saying is truth. So long-distance relationships, if you want to get into them, number one, you have to be mature for them. You can't be insecure. You can't be, and this is going to sound horrible, but you can't be a leech about the whole situation. Like you need Mm. to trust your partner. You need to be mature in knowing, okay, if he says or she says, this is where I'm at, this is where the person really is, and vice versa. So long-distance relationship is, is a very, very hard relationship on its own to actually be in. And it is doable because, like, once again, if you think of back in the day when our parents needed to be in long-term marriages, so to speak, in order to yeah. build up a, a family. The father would be working in, say, Durban or Johannesburg or even overseas. The mom needed to make sure that the household was kept in check and the father yeah. needed to trust that whatever the mom was saying was spot on. So long-distance relationships, if it's the only way, then for me, I would say do it. But at the same time, you need to be in that headspace of where you are mature because it can break you down. And like I said, the temptation is even there. That's much greater to cheat because you're going to be like, well, my partner's not here. They're never going to yeah. find out. Mm. Yeah. Just um, so uh, you... you- you mentioned um, you, you can't be a leech. Can you maybe just uh, uh, explain that a, a bit? Just elaborate on that. I knew that was going to come. A leech as in, I always view a relationship as two people with two different lives working together for one goal. You yeah. cannot want to over-empower or you don't want to overimpose too much in someone else's re- in someone else's life. You don't want to change them and vice versa. So being yeah. a leech means sucking the person dry that they don't even know who they are anymore and you don't even know what who you are anymore and you don't bring anything to the relationship. So a leech in that sense, if you think of a leech, a leech just sucks and once it's finished, it falls off. It doesn't yeah. give anything back to the relationship. Mm, so true, so true. Yeah, I, I think um, my opinion on it is is quite similar. I I've only been in like one uh, long distance relationship, and um, it it wasn't really a proper long distance relationship. It was long distance in terms of um, she was here in Friedenberg, and I was in Somerset West. I was a, a student back then. Um, but we didn't see each other for a few months because um, I didn't come home because, you know, I was busy doing student stuff. And um, when I say a few months, I mean, the relationship only lasted for a few months. So it was quite a significant portion of the relationship that we didn't see each other. And that's why I sort of counted as a, as a long distance relationship. And uh, that, that relationship didn't really quite pan out. But by saying that, I'm not trying to say long-distance relationships never work out. I think long-distance relationships is just a type of relationship like any other type. And any, any type of relationship comes with its own set of unique um, challenges. 
And um, I, I, was, I was trying to think of an example because I think what's very important when it comes to a long-distance relationship and also just to add on to what you're saying, Deneo, is it, it, it can work um, when both parties involved are willing to, to commit, um, to really yeah. commit, to, 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 you know, to put into it and, and to not just be in, in the relationship uh, to be a leech, to get something out of it, but to be in, to see what, where can I give? And um, that's, that's not only for long-term relationship or long distance relationships, but for any relationship really. And so the, mm. the example, the example I thought about was, uh, let's say I go to my friend's house and uh, my friend has uh, an Xbox series X gaming console. And uh, mm. oh, I'm so envious of this thing. Anyway, um, and so he says, you know what, Herman, uh, I see your pain. I, 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 I hear your heart. Um, you know, I take it for the week and uh, you, can, you can borrow it and, um, you know, have some fun and uh, just bring it back. Don't break anything or so on. And so for that week, uh, I, I play on, on this person's console the whole week and, oh, it's awesome and lacquer and whatever. And at the end of the week, I take it back and I made sure that I looked after it and everything is in order and as it was uh, before it, it uh, went through my hands. And um, so he asks my opinion, you know, Herman, how was it? Did you enjoy the console? Uh, what's your opinion on it? And I said, oh, my word, dude, it, it was insane. It was so much fun. I, uh, the graphics are amazing. And w we just, you know, I had a real connection with this console. And, uh, and he's like, okay, cool. So when are you going to buy yours? So I said, what do you mean by I'm not going to buy my, my own? It's like 12,000 Rand. I don't have that kind of cash. It's, it's too expensive. I'm not, I'm not willing to commit to that. Yeah, and so I think I think where it comes in uh, with long distance relationships is uh, there's an old saying: uh, put your money where your mouth is. Um, mm. There's another there's another saying say that that goes: um, talk is cheap. Uh, yeah. uh, let's take uh, let's take the example. Uh, a few weeks ago, I did a survey with the youth uh, about this this live stream and how can we um, improve on it. And uh, um, in in the comment section. Almost everyone, no, no one um, uh, gave any idea for, a, for an improvement. Everyone said, no, it's awesome. Just leave it as it is. We really enjoy it. And I was thinking to myself, okay, but uh, back then it was like we're like 40, 43 people in the youth and uh, there was like six that joined. So if everyone is saying it's fine, but no one is joining, then it's obviously not fine. <laughs> and so put your money where your mouth is. Um, and I think that's so important when it comes to long-distance relationships. It's easy to keep you at a distance and to sort of, you know, oh, I love you, you're amazing, all this and all that. But, but talk is, is cheap. You need to put your money where your mouth is. You need to, to commit to that relationship and uh, also to, to not go into it with the focus of what can I get out of this, but uh, how yeah. can I give? Um, so that's my and and uh, so what I did was I, I thought about a few questions that if if you are currently in a long distance relationship or thinking of going into one, here's three questions that you you can use to sort of evaluate where you guys are at. So uh, first question is what sacrifices are you willing to make? Are you willing to sacrifice on your end to make this thing work? And that's this, this is a thing that should be coming from both sides. It can't just be the one person sacrificing the whole time. Uh, and, and there's something that I want to mention with this. It's, it's called um, Occam's Razor, and it's a, it's a philosophy theory. And the theory, in a nutshell, basically says that um, the, the most 
the easiest, most logical explanation for something is most of the time the right one as well. And so let's say um, you guys are in a long-distance relationship, uh, uh, like the other person is overseas and you're here, and you have an arrangement that like two or three times a week you're going to video call or, or whatever, just connect with one another. Um, if that person starts missing those calls, and I'm not talking about like once or twice or not even three times, I'm talking about a few weeks go by and they keep on missing that. Uh, and maybe they have legit reasons that they give you. The point is, put your money where your mouth is. Are you willing to make the sacrifice? Because you are not missing the call. You're making that sacrifice. So so why are they not? Um, it has to come from both sides. So that's the first question. Second question is, are they willing to make the sacrifice? So that's sort of the same as the first question, uh, just from the other side. Um, so I'm not going to elaborate on that. And then last question is, why are you dating them? Why, why are you with this person? I think it's important to, to have that why, to, to know what is it that is drawing me to this person? What is that connection? Um, is there anything else you, you want to add on that, Danae? Yeah, not really. I think you've covered those three questions are really, really deep. And they should actually be enough to actually make you think, do I want to be in this relationship? And Absolutely. Um, I saw one of the comments uh, said that when times get tough to keep on going, and that is something that's very yeah. difficult in a long distance relationship. So Absolutely. how much are you willing to sacrifice to get? And how much are you committed to the relationship? And like basics, if we think logically, time is different from here overseas. Are you willing to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to video call your significant <laughs> yeah. other. I mean, that, that is just simple things that can either break or make a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, cool. Uh, is there anything uh, you guys want to add in the comments on, on this question? What is your opinion on long-distance relationships? Anything you want to mention? Um, doesn't look like it but long distance relationships like i said you need to be mature for it you really really yeah. need to be mature for it because it can break you it can break you emotionally yeah. it can break you to be mature for that relationship so those yeah. questions that you pose they can't just be oh well yes i'm going to I'm going to, yes, I'm not going to. You need to be mature for it. In any relationship, if you think about it, you can't just go into a relationship for the sake of going and being in a relationship. But yeah. you need the maturity to handle so that when times get tough, you're able to stand by the relationship that you're committed to. Yeah. I, I just uh, just want to mention here, I see Landa, um, thanks for joining us. Uh, Landa asked, do you really get to know each other like that? I think that's a, it's a brilliant question. And um, I, I actually wanted, um, some of you know Elena. Uh, she she um, was in our youth for, for a few years. And I actually contacted her right before this live stream. Uh, I was wondering if she could join us because she's currently in a long-distance relationship. And um, yeah. 
I, I think what's making that work because they I've been I think they've been going now for five months. So it's not super long, but it's not just a few days. Um, but but he's coming through. Um, I don't know sometime now soon. He's coming coming to to our country and he's coming to visit her. And then she's already also made plans to to uh, visit him on 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 his side. And so I think that's um, uh, Landa to get to to your question. Um, I there has to be a, a, a place where you move from just video chatting and and you know on WhatsApp or whatever to to actually getting to one another. Um, uh, and that's that's where where it comes down to those three questions once again. Are we willing to make that commitment? It's easy for me to say, you know what, I don't have twelve thousand rand for an Xbox lying around, but if I really want it, I can make a plan. I, I, it might take me hmm. it might take take me a few years to save up, but it is possible. I'm not just like sitting back and like, oh well, you know what, I don't have the cash to do that. If you really want to hmm. do it, you can. Um, so yeah. That's it for that question. Um, let's move on to the second last question for tonight. Um, and the question is, is it okay to be single uh, for the rest of your life? And uh, I think this is a, a brilliant, brilliant question. I think this is a, a question that needs to be asked a lot yep. more. This is a subject that we need mm. to be talking about a lot more. So mm. uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start us off and then um, I'm going to give over to, to Deneo again. All right. So is it okay to be single for the rest of your life? Let me just start by saying this. Being single is not a sin. There's nothing wrong with being single. Yes, amen. <laughs> Let me just take a sip of my coffee here. Being single is, there's nothing wrong with being single. Being single does not make you less of a human. Uh, in fact, I, there's, a, there's a passage in scripture that I, I just quickly want to share with you guys. Uh, in Matthew chapter 9, so it's Matthias 19, and it is fun of verse 9 to verse 12. Starts off, this is Jesus speaking to the people and says, I tell you that whoever divorces his wife, except for the problem of sexual sin, and marries another woman is guilty of adultery. Now, let me just stop there before I read on. I know some of you are thinking, Herman, I'm 12 years old. I'm not planning on getting married anytime soon. But this isn't just about marriage. Listen, listen carefully to what it says. Goes on to say, um, so, so Jesus says, I tell you that whoever divorces his wife except for the problem of sexual sin and marries another woman is guilty of adultery. And then the followers say to Jesus, if that is the only reason a man can divorce his wife, it is better not to marry. Now, let me just stop there again. That is a, a, a very peculiar verse because I, I'm wondering how bad was your marriage? Like if, if they are willing to say, Oh, is that like the only reason, like the only reason I can divorce her? Then, you know, just leave it. I'm out. Um, so I was wondering how, how bad was their marriages in the first place. Anyway, goes on to say, Jesus says, uh, this statement is true for some, but not for everyone. Only for those, now listen to this, very, very, very interesting. Only for those who have been given this gift. Only for those who've been given this gift. goes on to say there are different reasons why some men don't marry. Some were born without the ability to produce children. Others were made that way later in life. And others have been given up marriage because of God's kingdom. This is for anyone who is able to accept it. Now, um, sorry, I'm just putting my foot down out of the thing there. Anyway, um, 
I think, uh, I think this is, I, I know it doesn't feel like a gift. You know, it's easy. I'm, I'm obviously married, so it's easy for me to say, no, don't worry about it. Singleness is a gift. Um, but I, I think it is a gift in the sense of, according to me, someone who can accept this gift are, are generally, in my opinion, very, very strong people. Because, and, and the reason I say that is because they, they are so secure in their identity that they don't need that constant affirmation from the people around them to, to mm. let them know they are loved. Um, yes, it isn't for everyone, but as, as the scripture says, there, there are people who, who are going to be single uh, for the rest of their lives. And instead of allowing the world to convince you that there's something wrong with you because you're single, embrace this gift. Um, embrace the, the extra time you have. I mean, there's another scripture where, where Paul talks about um, uh, it's easier to, to not be married. It's easier to connect with God when you're not. And, and Tyson and I have had a conversation about this, and we both agreed to, to it. We both said, yes, it would be easier to connect with God if we weren't married. Um, that doesn't mean we don't want to be married. Uh, that just means it's, it's just a logical thing. I would have more time to focus on, mm. on one specific thing, and, and same with Tyson. So it is, in that sense, a gift. Uh, and then last scripture that I want to add before I give over to Deneo is 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 7. It says, God has given mm-hmm. each person a different ability. He makes some able to live one way and others to live a different way. I think we should stop trying to force everyone into the same social standard box. Uh, mm. It's okay. It's okay to be married. It's okay to be single. The, the one isn't better than the other. Anyway, that's my take. Danae, what do you think? When you were speaking about the gifts, and I actually read up on 1 Corinthians 7 verse 7, and yeah. having that gift and the ability to be single, the world that we're living in, if you're single, they want to dab you with, oh, what's wrong with you? There must be something wrong with yeah. you. Yeah. Are you scared of commitment? Or like, you're not normal. But then again, what yeah. is the question of like what what is the answer to to what normality is? That is another topic Absolutely. all on its own. But being single sometimes is really really hard, and I'm going to speak for myself being being uh, me myself and I for the very for a very long time, and it's it's a very powerful gift to have to embrace because yes, when you're married and 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 you are sharing responsibilities. You have to look after the kids. You have to make sure the house is in order. Your responsibility is split. And I think Paul touches on that in, in Corinthians. But yeah. being single is is beautiful. And if you are single, embrace it because you can get to know about yourself. And when you do start dating, you know what you can put to the table. Because most of the time, if you're always in relationships, you're always jumping from car to car to car and not knowing your worth, your value, what you can give to the next person. It, it yeah. becomes very, very difficult to know what you yeah. can give, to know what you can share. And it also stems like you don't even know what you like because Jamie liked burgers, so I like burgers. And then Frankie yeah. likes steak, so I like steak but you never get to know who you are and 
being single is that time where you get to spend with you, yourself, and I. Your thoughts, mm. what you like, what you don't like. And then after it actually causes, it actually prevents you from a lot of heartache in the future. So you don't kiss all those stupid frogs that want to come and pursue you. You actually like, no, you don't fit into what I like. And it's not because I am better than you. It's just that I know what I like and I know where I would like to see my future and what I want for my future. And unfortunately, you don't fit into that. So being like, I, I say embrace being single, embrace being who you are, embrace being or even getting to know who you are because you know what getting to know who you are is a lifetime process and you cannot do that if you're not ready for it if you're not ready to be alone you need to to be able to be able to stand on your own two feet and say you know what if i want to go for a cup of coffee by myself i can go for a cup of coffee by myself and if People around the coffee shop are looking at me strangely. That's their problem. That's their mm-hmm. issue. It's got nothing to do with me. I just yeah. want me time. So you should be okay with that. And you shouldn't conform to, to what society says that you need to be in a relationship. Because I have seen people that are in relationships, but they're pretty much single emotionally because they don't yeah. know who they are and they don't know what they want. That's very true. Very good. I, I just uh, to to mention here. I see uh, Byron quoted um, Song of Solomon eight uh, verse uh, four, where it talks to the woman. It says, "Promise me, don't awaken love, don't arouse love until it's not ready. So don't rush this." Uh, we, last week we also touched on like like just the best dating advice I, uh, we could ever give you is slow down, slow down. Um, also, my um, squinma say, uh, leave dating until ready for courtship. And I think that's just tying yes. in with what you also said, Deneo. So, yeah, some confirmation. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. Let's, let's move on to the last question for tonight. Um, it says, uh, I see Landa also agrees with Deneo. Why does everyone agree with Deneo tonight? This is my show. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, it's love, Herman. It's love. <laughs> must be. I disagree with her. I disagree with her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last question for tonight is, uh, why do people cheat when they've said that they love each other? So, so why do people cheat even though they have confessed their love for one another? Now, I, this is a bit of a tough question because I, I don't think there's a clear cookie cut answer uh, for this question because if there were that would mean every situation this happens in would be exactly the same and we know it's not each relationship is unique yeah uh, every it come, each relationship comes with its own uh, circumstances and, and situations and so there's no clear-cut answer for this but what I will say and uh, and I'm hoping that this would would touch on this and, and give you some sort of I hope this answer whoever asked this question I hope this answers it so I think the problem here is it, it's, it comes down to the whole the one theory once again. You know, we, we're all looking for the one. And the problem with that, I don't have a problem with that. The problem is who, what determines who the one is. And in most cases, 
it's based off of my own selfish wants and needs. So the one, according to me, is the person who fulfills all these needs that I have, not, not necessarily anything else. So it's, the, it's a very selfish way of looking at relationships. In my opinion, it's like saying, you know, let me go and find the person who God created uh, sincerely just to be the person who, who dates me or marries me. That's their only goal in life. They, they don't have a goal of their own. Uh, they just exist to please me. And I think that's a very selfish way to look at relationships. So instead of focusing on finding the one, we need to start focusing on becoming the one. And that comes back to the whole stop looking for, uh, stop being a leech, uh, as the mayo said. Stop looking for what you can get out of relationships and start looking at where you can give. And uh, once again, that, that should come from both sides. There's no point in one person just giving and giving and giving and giving and the other person just mm-hmm. taking and taking the whole time. So it needs to come from both ends. And I, I think this is why this happens. Uh, as people go into relationships with this, the one mentality, you know, I'm looking for the person who's going to please my needs. And here's, here's the bad thing about this. What happens when they stop? fulfilling those uh, those needs that you have what happens when your selfish needs don't get met uh, what happens when we move past just the, uh, the the romantic phase when we move past just how you feel because feelings don't don't always last and in my opinion mm-hmm. love is not an emotion it's not a feeling it's a it's a deliberate choice we make i i choose to love Tizer, uh, the, the whole in sickness and in health, uh, you know, I choose to love her through it all. Uh, in, in our vows, I'll never forget this. When, when we, the day we got married, one of the things that Tizer said in her vows is, I, I vow to give, to always try my best to give you the benefit of the doubt, which I think is, is just beautiful. Um, but once again, that, that should come, come from both, both sides. So I think to answer this question, why do people cheat even though they have confessed their love to one another is what was that love based on? What was it built on? Was it built on what you want out of the relationship? Was it built on the other person having to satisfy your needs continuously? So, so what happens when you get married and, um, that person is not fulfilling certain needs that you have. And, and what happens when those needs that you have are selfish? Uh, it's not okay to then, uh, apparently it's become like the standard, the norm to just, you know, okay, just move on to the next person and, and see if they can give you what you want and, and just keep on doing that and, and leaving behind a trail of broken hearts. Um, but I think so. So if I had to answer that question, people confess their love to one another based off of things that, that are not concrete, things that, that are not solid, things like just how you feel in that particular moment and whether or not they are satisfying your own selfish needs. Now, I'm not saying, you know, go and marry someone who never, never satisfies you in, every, in any sense, but that shouldn't be the main goal. The focus shouldn't be what can I get, but, uh, but where can mm-hmm. I give? Um, and mm-hmm. so... Uh, uh, before, before I, I have one scripture that I want to mention here, but before I get into that, um, Danae, let's hear your take. What do you think uh, on the question of why do people cheat on each other even though they confess their love to one another? It's not, uh, this is quite a, it's a difficult question to answer. <laughs> yeah. 
because like okay i'm just going to be i like being transparent i like being real and i don't like things to come bite me in the butt later on in life i used to cheat yeah. and okay. thanks thanks for your transparency that, and you have to be real and i'm sure yeah what i'm about to say most of the young ones can agree with me because there was a saying hate the game not the player mm-hmm. it was an excuse yeah. to go around and have as many partners as you wanted to cheat as many times as you felt like it and then afterwards just play that card and say yo i'm just playing yeah. the game it's got nothing to do with me but yeah, it's, it's also not personal it's not a personal thing and for me cheating when i used to do it in my very very young age i was i didn't know what i wanted i wasn't sure what i wanted i was insecure so i would jump from this person to that person say i love you but not really know what the word love meant because there was yeah. something within me that was missing and instead of fulfilling that within myself first i went around looking for it causing havoc causing distraction i mean distraction and not realizing the hurt that i was causing to other people by just using that word loosely i love yeah. you because yeah. if you look at the bible and what it says love is is about in 1 corinthians 13 i wasn't living up to that i yeah. wasn't kind i wasn't gentle i wasn't I was hurting people but that's because I didn't love myself. So sometimes when people cheat it is on their insecurities. Well they can say, mm. "Oh no, it was a mistake. I didn't mean to." Cheating starts with the mind. Cheating starts mm. up here first before you actually do it. And I love what the Bible also says that even thinking incorrectly about someone that is already cheating if you're lusting for something that is not yours that indirectly is cheating on the person that you are with so cheating yeah. sometimes doesn't have to be a physical thing it can be looking at i don't know um michael or something i'm not going to say his name now but you know who i'm talking about looking yeah. <laughs> looking at him and having lustful thoughts I am cheating. I'm not being true to myself. Yeah. And cheating causes a lot of heartache. And I'll be transparent again. I have a sister outside the marriage and that's due to cheating. Yeah. And that's a that's a you know a lot out of our family. But today my parents are still together and we don't realize the damage that cheating actually causes so when you're younger and you're cheating and you're not really committed you're just doing it for the sake of yes i've got a boyfriend yes i've got a girlfriend yes i've got this one over here area codes i've got one in bloemfontein i've got one in tilburg i've got one in langaban you yeah. don't realize what you are actually doing to that person cheating is bad and i had to feel the other side of it when i realized hey i've got another sister yeah outside the marriage due to cheating it affects you and that hurts 
doesn't yeah. go away until you confront it. So cheating, why people cheat, I honestly believe, number one, they don't know who they are. They don't know what they really want. And they don't know the true meaning of the word love. And mm. love is an action. Love is something that you do unto someone. That's why Jesus said, love God above all and your neighbor like yourself. If I mm. don't love myself, why in Google's name would I go cheat on myself? Yeah. Like, why would I do that? Yeah. I uh, see we, we have a comment here. Uh, Byron said, uh, because they let themselves get distracted from the real meaning of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. And uh, we have a, a question that came in. Um, I just want to respond to that. Uh, so the question is, um, is it a sin to have more than one spouse? And um, so th- this is a, a, an interesting question because it has some uh, cultural ramifications. Um, mm. But in my opinion, and, and uh, Danae, you're welcome to, to share in, and to, to weigh in on this and to agree or disagree. But the way I understand scripture, the, the whole passage in, in Genesis that says, you know, that for this reason, a man leaves his mom and his, his dad and leaves his his, his household to to become one flesh with his wife you can't become one with more than one then you know that doesn't make sense it's just it's just one and and uh, so i i think yes it is a sin it is just it's just a a, a, another way to cheat that's that's all it is and and i'll I'll go as too far i'll go as far as to say even if all parties know about each other and are all in agreement that that still doesn't make it right, um, you know. That that's like saying, okay, I have planned to go and rob someone's house. Deneo, what do you think about that? And you say, well, you know, I'll help you. I agree with that. That doesn't make it the, the robbing that person. It doesn't make it okay just because both of us agree on that. Um, so let me let me um, end off with this one last scripture because I think this uh, also answers this question um, in Ephesians five. It gives us a good idea of the role a husband and a wife um, mm. should have in, in, a, in a marriage, in a relationship. And um, uh, just, just listen to the whole thing. Um, so Ephesians 5, I'm going to read from verse 22 to 25. It starts off talking to the woman. So girls, listen up. Or wives, listen up. It says, be willing to serve your husbands the same as the Lord. Uh, a husband is the head of his wife, just as Christ is the head of the church. Christ is the savior of the church, which is his body. The church serves under Christ, so uh, it is the same with wives. Wives, uh, in other words, should serve under their husbands. You should be willing to serve your husbands in everything. Now, before all the girls go, you know, just listen to, to the last verse as well. Verse 25 is very interesting. Now it talks to the, to the men. So guys, listen up. It says, husbands, love your wives the same as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it. So I don't know about you, but I only have one life to give. So how, how should I give that life to multiple spouses? That, that just doesn't make sense. So yes, you, you, uh, it's, you can be in, in, in a relationship with more than one person at the same time, but the chances are it's, pretty, it's probably a watered-down thing. Because if you're doing it right, you're putting 
everything you are into this thing. I mean, it says, husbands, love your wives the way Christ loved the church. Do you know what Christ did for the church? He, he freaking got flogged. He, he got killed off. He got crucified. That, that was the, the intensity of his love for the church. That is how I, as a husband, that's mm-hmm. how I'm supposed to be loving Tizer. And, and how is it possible to do that? I, I, I struggle to do it with just one wife. I can't imagine how this could be at all possible to do that with more than one spouse. I think it's just not possible, and I, I think it's not right. Uh, so in, in my opinion, I would go as far as to say, yes, it is a sin. Uh, what, what do you think, Danae? Sorry, you were breaking up over there? Oh, sorry. So um, I just said uh, I, I believe it is a sin to have more than one spouse. I, I, I'll go as far as to say it's not just something that's sort of frowned upon. I, I think it is a, a sin. Uh, wh- what do you think? No, 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 definitely. Um having more than one spouse is a sin. Biblically, like you said in Genesis, one man, one woman for life. And I don't see how you can be truly happy and truly satisfy more than one person at a time. You can't do that. You cannot divide your love into categories. Because if you look what Christ did, he, he died on the cross for all of us. God yeah. is love. And he's the only one that has the ability to do that. We yeah. aren't God. We are his children. And we should be obedient to his word. So having more than one spouse, culturally, I don't agree with it. I really, okay. really don't agree with having or being wife number 13. Why would I put myself in that position? Yeah, you're, you're wife more of a 13? wife number eight. Either take all of me or don't take mm. any of me at all. I'm not going to divide my time. Mm. So cheating and having more than one spouse and having more than one spouse and putting it under that category is just another label so that society can say, you know what? It's okay to have more than one spouse. Polygamy. Or yeah. I think it's called polygamy. Having mm. more than one partner. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't agree with it. I don't stand by it. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. Because if I am wife number 13, when are you going to see me as wife number 13? Are you only going to see me after you've seen all the other 12 and you don't have energy yeah. or time? or emotional stability that I need. No, I, yeah. I, I don't agree with that. I don't, no. Mm-mm. Okay, cool. Um, I, I think we need to, to bring this to a close. So I have, there's one more question that came through. And uh, Danae, if you don't mind, I'm going to actually give you this question. Um, so the question is, is it possible to be, uh, to be committed in a relationship to someone after cheating multiple times on, on the person? Mm. You know what comes to my mind at the moment is a flame. Okay. So you have this big flame. 
And the more times you take out of that flame, that flame goes smaller and smaller and smaller until it, ev- it eventually extinguishes and it doesn't exist anymore. So that yeah. is how I would answer that question. When you first start a relationship, there's a whole lot of love. There's a whole lot of fire for that relationship. But the more you cheat, the more you take away from that flame. The more, the more trust you take out of that flame, the more yeah. va boom if you want to put it, you take out of that flame. And it goes yeah. smaller and smaller and smaller until not even putting more charcoal or more fire lighters can ignite that fire again because you have extinguished the fire that was there initially. When you start the relationship, you start with a big flame and love is supposed to, your love is supposed to be a, a forest fire. It's just supposed to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But if Mm. you keep on cheating and you keep on lying and you keep on stealing that just diminishes the flame. And at the end of it, like I say, that fire disappears and it can never be reignited again. I hope that, that that's a picture that I got when you asked that question. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So there, there, there's uh, one or two other questions that's still coming in. Um, guys, thank you so much for, for responding. Um, sorry, that was my mom that just phoned. Um, thank you for responding. Um, we are unfortunately out of time. I think we've been streaming now for like, yeah, basically an hour. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Deneo, thank you so, so much for, for joining. I'm hoping we're going to see more of you. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if, if you have more questions, I'm, I'm sorry if we didn't get around to answering your question. You got, most of you know, uh, if you're in our youth, you know where to get a hold of me on, on WhatsApp or maybe send me a DM or whatever. Um, and, and we'll, we'll take it from there. Maybe, maybe we'll take some of the questions and, and talk about them next week. Uh, if you guys want to do that, uh, just, just give me maybe, maybe a quick vote on this, um, before we close, uh, close for tonight. Uh, would you guys like to continue next week still on, on this topic of dating or uh, should we be moving on to, to the next thing? Um, just give me a thumbs up if you want to still continue next week um, talking about dating and, and sharing some of the questions you have. So I'm, I'm going to give a few moments for you to, to just respond to that. Uh, Byron says, uh, good job. Thank you for your time. Uh, Byron, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Daniel, danke, Herman, die Botschaft ist awesome. Uh, uh, dun- uh, okay, okay, everyone's agreeing. Yes, okay, so you want to continue. So, yeah, so, um, so what we'll do is send me, send me a DM, uh, or send me a WhatsApp if you, if you have my number, um, if you don't, like I said, send a DM, uh, with any questions that you have concerning dating, um, and uh, we'll take it from there next week. Once again, thank you, Deneo, for tuning in. Thank you for everyone else. Uh, you've been awesome tonight. Thank you for, for being so responsive. Um, uh, it, it's just it's, It just makes this whole experience a lot more fun uh, and mm-hmm. a lot more interactive. So thank you to everyone who watched tonight. Um, and uh, we'll see you next week, same time, same place, eight, uh, not 8.30, 18.30, so 6.30 p.m. <laughs> next week right here on Instagram Live. Shut up. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) cheers, everyone. And I hope you guys have an awesome night. Cheers.